Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin, AKA Mental MacGyver. I provide luxury level high performance support and coaching to executives, founders, celebrities, and athletes. With me today, I have Jim Tam. He's a principal client director with Corn Ferries Digital Group, where he advises organizations on how to improve their sales effectiveness using world-class sales methodology and technology. I have Frank Galindo. He has 20 years of experience working in PR, where he enjoys bringing people together and creating partnerships. And I have Karen Loomis. She is the founder at No Moss Brands. She has 20 years as a marketing and branding professional. She's also an adjunct professor at Grand Canyon University. She is passionate about social change. The question I have today, what would cause someone to be labeled difficult? Karen, kick us off. So I can't help but do a big, a big smile about this because I've often been called this, not only by in the professional world, but also at home. The first thing that comes to mind when I'm being labeled like that is that I'm not laying down. I'm not just accepting what somebody is saying as a solution or as a fact or whatever. I'm not just accepting that flat, flatly as given. And I might challenge a little bit of, well, why is that the right solution? Well, what about this? What about that? And the more you do that, the person on the other side who might be labeling you as difficult, their confidence now comes into play because you're challenging what they thought was a great solution. Typically, I find that it's usually when I'm challenging somebody on their solution that tends to make people a little bit nervous. Yeah, I would agree with that. I also look at people's intentions. We've all had bosses that were perfectionists or push you to do better, and you don't label them as difficult. But when you have somebody who pushes you for the sake of getting under your skin or making you work harder, and they know that maybe what they're asking of you is just not really feasible, then I think I would label that person as being difficult. Yeah, I have to go back to what Karen originally said. I'm glad you mentioned that about um, not laying down, Karen, because I, I wouldn't say that you would want to label someone's difficult just because they're not letting you have your way because everyone has the right to have their opinions stand up for what they believe in and whatnot, or the way they believe something should be done or dealt with. But if you're dealing with someone with whom, regardless of how much you may have compromised for, give it to address a given solution or, or, or situation, that person just does not budge at all, right? you're being difficult. I'm giving you like a, a, a lot and you're not giving anything at all. Because then at what point is there any compromise with that individual? Because it's one thing to not want to, to Karen's point, lay down and just say, you know, roll over me and do whatever you want. No, that's not right or fair either. But for the person does not even remotely begin to see your side of it and just stick to their guns without any type of um, uh, compromise to me would cause me to, to say, yeah, you know what, this person is just, I can't work with this person. They're being difficult. It's interesting because I was just realizing, so medical professionals will call me difficult. And Karen, to your point, I think there's two sides of the confidence thing. Either they're not confident. And so that makes them feel threatened or they're overconfident. And they're like, who are you to even ask me questions? Just do what you're told. And I'm realizing that Often when a doctor has labeled me difficult, I think they're difficult too. <laughs> yeah, you know, you do bring up a good point to where I think part of it is, is what is our expectation in that interaction? Is our expectation in the interaction, especially when it comes to a medical professional, that they are the experts and we are to accept that anything they say is the way we should go with it, regardless mm -hmm. of whether or not that might be things that are counter to our own ethical and moral values. Um, and I think that does create that tension. But I think the normal everyday thing about being difficult is just, from my experiences, has always been about 
somebody else wanting to, to not necessarily have their way, but have it be easy. Mm. I like what Frank said about the board compromise. I do think that uh, people label difficult because they don't budge. And a lot of times it's just because they're not realistic in what they expect. And if they are not practical, it's tough to reason with anybody like that. Being in sales, I've always thought about negotiations. It is going to be about give and take, and it's really supposed to be win-win. But if the person just wants to win all the time without seeing the other person's side, then I think I would label that person as difficult. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the word negotiation, uh, Jim, because as you were talking, that's the first word that popped into my head is because in a negotiation, there has to be a give and take. It can't just be all about what one person wants and that's it. I'm glad you said that because that adds a whole other level to it. So where is the balance between being stubborn and not being willing to negotiate? And as Karen and I are talking out about being able to say, I don't understand, help me, teach me more. I have questions, Do let's do it differently. Like where is that balance where you don't get labeled difficult? And I think another piece to that is, is there a gender difference? I was going to bring that up and then I forgot. And I do think that the, who the, who the people are involved in the, in their interaction, that, that gender, if it's opposite genders, depending on the parties at play, that that can have a big impact. And, and most of my experiences have been that where I've been labeled difficult are typically in the professional world. And most of my experiences tend to be in a very male dominated world what my expectations might be or and what their expectations might be on how I should respond to them because they are C-suite or whatever their label might be. That's really interesting, Dr. Robin. I've never actually thought about gender playing a role. It always be the person's personality, but I can certainly see where there could be some gender conflicts and the labeling. If a woman is difficult, she's called a B. But a man, he's just being persistent. He's sticking yeah, to his guns. It's, yeah, that's interesting. I never thought about that before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and biases can come into play you know, where there are expectations uh, of, of, of a group of people or gender of people. Well, they should be this way. If they're not being that way, then they're being difficult or they're just not working with me here. So that's a good point that, that Cameron brought up with the gender. I can't help but just um, kind of equate this conversation to what we just dealt with um, here in this country with trying to, what do we raise the debt ceiling or not? You know, I mean, both political parties go out of their way to be extremely difficult, or at least that's the, that's what we get to see it from the media. So behind closed doors, now you've got two difficult people going at it, but now they don't have the limelight. Does that change their behavior? Hmm. I think in politics, wow. it's a little different because they tend to play the long game. They're not going to give up because they want something else later on. It's never really about the issue at hand. I can't give an inch, even though I may agree with you. I can't show that I'm agreeing with you. And unfortunately, that's... What a broken system where I can't negotiate with you in good faith. Mm -hmm. I wonder how, is there situations where we as individuals put ourselves in that kind of situation where we feel like we can't? be easy to get along with because it creates an environment where we can be taken advantage of? Is that the opposite side of difficult? Like a defense mechanism, maybe? You, mm -hmm. you think, Dr. Ari? Yeah, where we just kind of put up a barrier because, and maybe something's happened to us in the past where we now going forward behave differently than we did when, where we were taken advantage of in a particular situation. And now maybe we go to the other extreme where nobody's ever going to push me around again and now maybe you might lose a certain level of reason and rationale mm -hmm. when you do that. I think in my younger days, I probably was not as easy to, to, to budge because I was too idealistic and I mm -hmm. thought things can be perfect. 
as I get older and get more practical experience, you realize that sometimes it's not worth it. And it's not possible. You just, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, pick and choose your battles. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever had a situation where you suddenly realized I'm being really difficult and unreasonable? And how did you unwind that? What did you do? Man, that's ucky. <laughs> it just is. Because I mean, usually if the minute I get overly emotional about something is the minute I know I'm backing myself into a corner that I might not really want to be in. Mm. And I know it, I feel it. And it's like, dang it, you just did it to yourself. <laughs> How are you going to get out of that? And there, every situation's different. It depends on the people involved, but usually that it ends that that means I got to tuck my tail between my legs and say, hang on a second. <laughs> let, let's regroup. Let, let, mm-hmm. hang on, let, you know, let's back up and let's all come to what, what is it that we all do agree on? And usually mm-hmm. start the discussion all over again, if we mm-hmm. can't. But once emotion hits it, that's when it's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a very good point. When you start to get uh, emotional and personal about something, that just raises the stakes. Uh, and to your question, Dr. R, in the past, it's been easier for me to just to go through the motion and then later on say, oh, goodness, I should have done this. Uh, mm-hmm. To Jim's point, as I've gotten older, it's it's becomes a little easier to recognize before you get to that point to be able to kind of roll it back and say, okay, I know where this is going to go and we don't want it to go there. I can definitely relate to my younger days when I thought, just like in sales, like you have sales goals and as a sales manager, you give people sales goals and then you, and you beat them over the head because they didn't make the sales goal. And then you realize it was never achievable in the first place, but they probably said, oh, Jim's being difficult or he's just doesn't understand. And I guess later on, I tend to be a little bit more uh, even keel about what my expectations are. Yeah. Maybe, maybe 20 years ago, I was difficult. Now I'm reasonable. <laughs> I know there's definitely times where I just have to, like you said, Karen, just go, wait a minute, time out. Hold on. Let me, let me roll this back. This isn't working. So thank you so much for having this conversation with me. I hope it wasn't difficult. And I look forward to speaking to each of you again really soon.